Erebo, the Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks for tuning into the show that celebrates all things creating and stories. And I want to say welcome to happy performance season. There's so much happening in the arts. I can't wait to bring that to you and to share that. So let's get together and tune our imaginations. I've got a quick little clip here I'm going to play to get us started. And this is a song you may remember. It's from Sweet Charity. I I guess I could have made you guess, but I'm not going to do that today. And it is just, just to set the mood a little bit. So let's hear a little bit of Shirley MacLaine. In Sweet Charity, this is If They Could See Me Now. If they could see me now, that little gang of mine. I'm eating fancy chow and drinking fancy wine. I'd like those stumble bums to see for a fact. The kind of top drawer, first-rate chums I attract. All I can say is, wow, hey, look at where I am. Tonight I landed, pow, right in a pot of jam. What a setup, holy cow. They'd never believe it if my friends could see me now. never believe it they'd 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 never believe it and that was Shirley MacLaine that was just a little snippet um, from the opening of, of that song, just to give us a taste. It was hard not to, not to dance, not to move and groove and kind of do those fun little percussion accents. So I hope that that puts you in the mood. She plays Charity Hope Valentine. And in that song, she sings about sharing her joy and wonderful experience with her friends, as she calls them that little gang of mine, and how wonderful it is to find your crew, your besties, your crowd, the ones that turned you turn to to share that unbelievable thing that happened to you and the ones that are there when your world cracks open. And we all need that kind of community. Sometimes I think about how much that matters in life. And I hope that we are creating that kind of connection here in Northfield. And one place that I've always found that little gang of mine is in the arts and the creating world. And I believe this is the wonder of making and enjoying the arts. Arts and creating and engaging with the arts, the doing and the enjoying are for everyone. And this can be a part of your life at any age. And I say 
out there, there's that little gang hoping to link with you. They will share your enthusiasm and make you feel welcome. That little gang of yours will want to encourage you, celebrate with you, challenge you, uh, comfort you, watch with you, laugh with you, and take the journey. So let's go back to the beginning of the show and consider the song title, If They Could See Me Now. And don't you see that singing and dancing and the exuberance of the character in that scene when you just hear that phrase? Well, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to flip that phrase and it becomes, now me, see, could they, if? I just reverse the order of the words. And I like how that turn of phrase puts you first because it's your turn and it's you that makes these connections and things happen. And you send and reach out. You you buy the tickets, send the invitations, show up at the uh, audition class or performance, step out of your comfort zone, go back out to a past passion and enjoy the show or your creating. You make it happen. It's your turn. So, Today in the Arts Any Radio Studio, we've got a big show. We're going to start off talking about the musical comedy Sweet Charity with director Mark Robinson. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to have you here again. And also, Sharon Lane Jataz. Jitaz. That's pretty good. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I told you I would do that. (laughs) And um, you are uh, one of the performers in in the production. So then we'll talk about Sweet Charity for a bit. And then uh, coming up after that will be the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra. We'll have Paul Nemisto. And Eleanor Nemisto is going to be in the Arts Any Radio studio. I'm excited. That'll be her first appearance. So if you want any more details, NorthfieldArtsGuild.org is where you can go. Sweet Charity opens this weekend. Tonight, yes, and it runs for three weekends. We'll give you the ticket information in a little bit, but I want to jump right into the show. So I'm excited to have both of you here. Mark, this is, uh, you've done directing at the Arts Guild for many productions, but yes. it's been a while since you've done a musical. Yeah, I think it was 2006. So. 2006, that, that was a few years ago. Yeah. And <laughs> so what? Cabaret what, was the last one. So. Cabaret, you did Cabaret. Yeah. I saw that and I... Yeah. Loved it. So I'm that wow, that makes me want to see this one even more than I already did. <laughs> and so uh, tell us a little bit about how you decided that that was uh, a production you wanted to direct. Um, I had seen the show um, in 1986 mm. uh, with Debbie Allen. As, oh, what a great. Yeah. Oh. As Charity on Broadway. And when we were. Uh, at the Guild, when we were thinking about shows that would put women first, this um, this show came to my mind, and mm-hmm. I think I put it forward as a possibility, and um, then I think we listened to the soundtrack and just said, oh my, yeah. <laughs> this so, is the one. Yeah. This is the one. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And um, Sharon, this is your first opportunity to be on, on Arts Any Radio, and I'm thrilled that you're here with us. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your uh, role in the production and how you decided to uh, become a part of Sweet Charity. Well, I play the role of Daddy Brubeck, which was played by Sammy Davis Jr. in the uh, production with Shirley MacLaine. I saw that clip. That's phenomenal. His song, uh, I forget the name of it now. Rhythm of Life. And so you you do that? Yes. Ooh! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the first time I've been in any kind of theater production like this in like I don't know 25 years or so so it's a little scary it's a little absolute fun like coming home to the theater um it's the kind of thing that that kind of gets your heart beating and 
and and reminds you that there's so much more in life than teaching statistics. <laughs> so, well, yeah, because you told me prior to coming on the air that both of you have just recently retired. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, so that you you did not take that break to figure out what was going on. You just dived right in. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and and I'll ask you in a couple months if that's if you're glad you did. I could answer it right now. I'm glad I did. You I are. Watching it last night. Oh. Oh, good. So much fun. Oh, good, good. And, um, you know, and I got to tell you, because I just even watching that clip of if they could see me now, I'm awed. I mean, the singing, the setting, the costume, the dancing, this is a big show. It is huge <laughs> on so, a very tiny stage. Right. That is like a little puzzle. Maybe, yeah, a challenging puzzle for, for everybody to, you know, do those dance numbers and yeah. Um, have you, and you have a live band as well. Right. So tell me about how you've worked through some of those things for, um, <laughs> it's been, uh, a challenge trying to figure out, first of all, creating a set that would convey every corner of New York city almost. <laughs> right. Cause she does go through a she whole everywhere <laughs> and, um, and yet leave enough room on that stage for 17 people to dance. <laughs> and, 17. Yeah. And uh, so we've got this little Swiss army <laughs> set uh, that changes and moves and, uh, in different ways that you don't expect. Um, and we've got, uh, and then, we, you know, along with that, people are playing many characters. Some people are six or seven characters. Oof! Many, yeah, do you know I do uh, six. six. You do six. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which means that we've got over a hundred costumes for this I, show. That was where my brain went. Uh, how do you have those lined up? And I have a very loving wife who's very talented. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and that's Cindy, right? Yeah. Yes. So Cindy is doing the has done a tremendous job with the costumes here. Oh well, shout out hallelujah to her because yeah. that's a tough job. You got to keep is. all of those in good condition and on and off fast. Right, very fast. <laughs> yeah. What What do you love about the show? Did you know it beforehand, um, Sharon? Had you done? I think I've seen. I you know I had seen the show maybe many many years ago, probably the movie because I recognized it when I looked at it again. Mm -hmm. But initially i i probably could only tell you of a couple of songs that i remembered that really stuck in my mind now all, of course all the songs are sticking in my mind now but now i'm like oh yeah i remember this song i i think i remember you know and so there are little pieces of it so apparently i've had more exposure to it in the past than i was conscious that i had well and most a lot of people will find that i think as i was doing the, the work for to prep prep for the show i i found that as well i was like oh i didn't know that came from this, this musical yeah, there you go and so it's like oh that song is familiar but wow okay how did that how does that work in so that's that's fun to recognize the songs in mm -hmm. in a show i think uh, it is a lot and and these are such great songs Mm. there's just there's so many of them i think the in the score there and we've only cut a couple of kind of things between scenes maybe but there's over 50 um in this one production show songs at the um i mean some are just little scene change type things but that's a lot of music for uh well and we should mention thing. your um music man yes <laughs> Danny Dan Coleman and peter webb's the um, pianist and they've just been great leading us through this whole thing and, um, yeah 
they're they're superstars in their own right. They, definitely, and that's that's part of why I uh, signed on because I talked with Dan Coleman. Uh, with Cindy and with Sherry Setchell. Who is the, um, who's the choreographer. choreographer for this. Oh, my and goodness. And once they were in line, then I said, yeah, I can do this. So. Right, because you, you need that team. Yeah. Something that this that is this big. And people that don't know the story, let's talk a little bit about what is the story of Charity Hope Valentine. And, you know, what is it, the connection that, that she has to all of this music and dancing? <laughs> you know, oftentimes when people ask me about the show, I just tell them, you know, it's not really a story so much, you know. It's a, you know, the de- you know sort of a day in the life of a dance hall girl. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's the hope, I think, that, in spite of all, you know, that is kind of amazing. And that sort of was slow for me to actually come out of the story because I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of great numbers. It's sort of like an operetta. Yeah, this is great. Um, but I think it's a little subtle maybe, or maybe at least it was for me, that, that there was as much hope in it as there is. Mm. And and for you, how have you worked with everybody to try and make those connections and, and you know, fall in love with, with this piece well it's really hard i think not to fall in love with (laughs) charity um when i read it and thought back on it i found her so totally hopeful annoyingly so yeah um (laughs) that all these terrible things have happened in her life to her and because of who she is and because of the fact that she's a woman and the because of the fact that she's poor and um, during the 60s, of course, there was just much less agency for mm-hmm. uh, women and we're not where we should be yet. And uh, and so I th- thought that that was a really important message to bring out of this story. Um, and when I first got back into the script like Sharon was saying, it was it's easy to focus on kind of the general overarching thing, which seems very almost fluffy and mm. like cotton candy or something. It's mm-hmm. uh, great music, great dance, and mm-hmm. fun scenes and a great script. Um, but um, once you get in there, there's actually a lot of subtle social critiques and um, commentary on the state of the world at that time and unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, the state of the world at our time mm-hmm. right because it premiered in 1966 mm-hmm. so that's over 50 years ago and it was um on broadway for about a year i think and then they made the movie which was i think uh, i wrote that down 1960 oh where's my notes here 1969 was mm-hmm. when they did the movie so um, it, it goes back a bit, yeah. Um, but it does say something that some of those issues are still percolating, and mm-hmm. people can can sort of connect with that through the story. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the fr- uh, early plays that was integrated. Mm. Um, so, like Hello Dolly had closed and then opened again with Pearl Bailey and an all black cast. I didn't know that. But this one. And there may have been others, but I mean, this is one of the first that I know of that uh, where uh, the cast, it was a mixed race cast and it wasn't like 
you know, people of color were consigned to the um, the chorus line and maybe mm-hmm. the back of the chorus line. Maybe, <laughs> and, if yeah. they were lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so this one has the three best friends who were oftentimes three different races. Um, and that's so hard to hear when that's 1966 and that feels like that's like, and that's in my lifetime, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember as a kid, like my my parents would take us to New York to go see, you know, Pearly Victorious. It was a big thing yeah. mm-hmm. for us to go right. see an all black oh. show. Um, but I also remember at the same time we would be gathering around the TV set to see if there was a black woman in the dance line on the Ed Sullivan show, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we were still trying to break in. That's astounding. Yeah, but so that's re- that's why it still has relevance, right? You can still no. tell that's that one story. One of the many reasons mm-hmm. it still has relevance, I think, because it talks a lot about the economic issues of when you are in a low-paying job and you cannot advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. You just have to um, continue the job. Um, yeah. But she does it with singing and dancing, so it becomes... <laughs> and it's all with humor and uh, fantastic, funny Neil Simon script. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and we, oh, did we mention Fosse, that he was the one that did the original Broadway production? So Right. Uh, it the... has a great pedigree, because it's originally taken off of a Fellini film, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it just uh, really has this tremendous pedigree of that, and then... The people who have starred as charity over the years, like um, Gwen Verdon was the first, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know Debbie Allen, um, Shirley MacLaine, Shirley MacLaine, Christina Chris Applegate. Applegate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's one that keeps coming back, and and right. there's there's a reason for that. I was thinking about your role, and you you do the the musical piece that Sammy Davis Jr. did, mm-hmm. and when I did watch that clip and. Um, I, I saw him in a new light because normally you see him with his, his dancing, right? Right. He's known as a dancer. Yeah. But this one, he was acting and singing and mm-hmm. it was it was pretty phenomenal. So those are some big shoes to follow. Well, in. you know, oh, I hope I fit them a little bit better oh than goodness. you might, might guess. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, we're doing a little gender bending and I think that's fun, too. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and so how have you prepared for your uh, performance of, of the song? Remind us again the name of it. Rhythm of Life. There you go, Rhythm of Life. It's the name of the church. He's a preacher. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you get to wear kind of uh, wild. His... Oh, my goodness. Cindy has created this fabulous costume. I just <laughs> love putting it on. It, it, it really helps to create the character. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thought about, you know, sort of, you know, gospel preachers that you may have seen, you know, in your lifetime and, and tried to channel them, mm-hmm. you know. That'll yeah. be fun to see. I can't wait. Wow. So oh, the... it is. I look forward to it every <laughs> night. Oh, good. And we should tell people, folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. We're talking about Sweet Charity, and I hope that your interest is peaked and you want to go and get your tickets. The show opens at the Northfield Arts Guild Theater tonight, but you're lucky that it runs for three weekends, but it's also going to 
sell quickly. So you're going to want to grab your tickets now, even if you're not thinking about seeing it for an, um, another week or two. It's Fridays and Saturdays at 7.30 and Sundays at 2. So each weekend has three shows. Yes. So you, you guys have a, a lot lot to pack in there. And um, again, it runs through the 19th. Tickets are $23 general admission, 18 for students and seniors. And I'd probably recommend getting them in, in advance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can go to the theater the night of, but I wouldn't uh, take your chances on this one. Yeah. I think it's going to sell out. Yes, I, I think so. And especially when word gets out about this whole cast, but especially Charity. Yes. It is a killer role. Oh, we didn't mention, yeah. right? Tell she us. Hannah Johnson Woo, is, Hannah. <laughs> is playing She's Charity, fabulous. and she is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's got the chops. I mean, yes. She's mm-hmm. got the the musical musicality. Um, the dancing is impeccable, and then the acting just triple threat yeah <laughs> that's right oh i'm so excited to see i've seen her in a couple other productions and this this will be the you know amazing she'll be starring in it and it's really yeah. exciting to see her um do that and take mm-hmm. on the challenge so yeah. um like you said you have an, an incredible cast um just uh, like you said names we'll know and some that are new to yeah we to... have some brand new people to our stage including sharon and her Daughter, daughter, Audrey. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Um, Your daughter is in the, um, plays one of the... She's one of Charity's best, best friends. Best friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. got to be a, a fun to be on stage with your daughter. Oh, it is. And what, I just love seeing her do anything. Mm-hmm. She's a great singer. Um, but, yeah, this is a stretch for her. She's sort of always said, oh, I don't act. Well, I keep trying to tell her, well, you do for me all the time when you want something. <laughs> you can turn on the tears. So, yeah, she, it's, it's wonderful to see her in the show. Oh, yeah. And she's she's just fabulous. And then the third friend is Mary Lafredo, who's also new to town. And they own uh, Lafredo's Alterations down across from the co-op. Okay. And um, she is just phenomenal both as a singer and dancer as well she's had tons of dance and oh my watching them all my goodness so this is like the little gang of the uh arts guild theater <laughs> yes. for charity tell yeah. us uh, how how you've you know gotten everybody to come together and you know make this happen because this, like you said this is like a you know giant production on a itty bitty yeah i think that's part of what has happened everybody bought in mm. that uh Okay, let's do this story, and it's going to be a lot of work, but it's been so much fun uh, being around this cast, Um, and they're all from every corner of uh, backgrounds, and uh, some people from New Prague, from uh, Prior Lake, Faribault, yeah, so... um, it's just so much fun. It's a broad community, but when we're there, my goodness, they're all so focused on telling the story. That's the magic. You know, I kind of think of the, the old Mickey Rooney movies, right? You know, let's make a show. You know, they go down to the barn and they, right? I mean, it feels like that. Yeah. And it's and it's coming together in a way that it, it makes me feel hopeful, you know, not just for theater, but, but just for life, you know, that mm. people can come together from vast backgrounds and all with the same goal pulling together and making it happen is just so special yeah that uh, that's a really good point because i think we need a little bit of that now yes and yes. be another reason for someone to count go and buy their ticket is just a little upbeat um a mm-hmm. lift <laughs> this show is definitely upbeat yeah so. yeah <laughs> i would imagine and you had your i especially appreciative that you came in because you had your 
uh, dress rehearsal, final dress rehearsal last <laughs> night. And I imagine it was a busy night and a late night. Yes, so. indeed. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but you were able to run through the show, and uh, oh, the show went great. And uh, I think we were all very pumped afterwards to say, "Yeah, yeah let's do this <laughs> yes, for yeah. people." So this you need time. the audience, yeah. 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 That's right, because that's the that's the role that some of us play in the in the Northfield yeah. Arts Guild Theater is coming to the shows. Yeah. And you know, I think that's I, I also enjoy being at the theater shows, being with all the people who love to celebrate. And you know, um, see the performances, and you know, admire the hard work and the the things that have happened to come make it make it come together. It's kind of magical yes, when, when it, it brings everybody together. What are you going to take away from Sweet Charity? I know it's you haven't left; you're still in the midst of it. But uh, what reflections are you thinking of? as, um, you know the takeaways from from doing this particular production? Um, I think the element of honoring surprise of when somebody steps into a role like Sharon into Daddy Brubeck or any of the roles uh, and then that just grows and grows and grows and her daughter's been great the whole time but last night she knocked it out of the park And just being what able a great to, time to peek. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but just being able to watch kind of that magic happen and just realize that everyone is capable of that, mm. and if they're given a space where they can be safe and mm-hmm. explore, people do just amazing things. Yeah, I love that sentiment because I think that's absolutely true. And sometimes we we don't create those spaces like it's it's hard to to find that safety in in a group where you're trying new things or challenging yourself we but need to do that for each other so mm-hmm. that's right oh thank you that's well said yeah, any thoughts beautiful. sharon uh, uh, from you about your experience and what you're reflecting on as you're about to open up tonight i'm just really thankful though but having an opportunity to participate in this kind of a production with these very talented people um and it reminds me how much I loved the theater back in the day, <laughs> and and I remember, you know, with all of my body, what it what it means to be in the theater. This uh, I'm looking forward to having a great time. Mm-hmm. Well, it opens tonight, folks. And I, do you know if there are tickets for tonight's show? I think there's still just are, a couple. So, yeah. Okay, so if you're inspired, grab them now because I suspect as word gets out, this is really going to be. Uh, something that that uh, sells out, so you can have three opportunity, three weekends, and three shows. So that's a big, big, a uh, big run for the Northfield Arts Guild, and we'd love to see all those seats filled up yeah. for that. So I know I'll I'll be there, so I can't wait. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank, thank you, Paul. You're us. welcome, Mark Robinson and Sharon. Lane Gitas. Lane Gitas. See, I I looked at that and I just like lost my mind. For everybody, a everybody plays with it. it I appreciate <laughs> your your kindness. Uh, it's been a delight to have you on. I can't wait to see you on the stage. Thank you, folks. We're going to make a turn here and we're going to talk a little bit about an, another production at the Northfield Arts Guild. A lot is happening. They are doing a, a Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra concert, and we will um, get into the details of that. But first, I'm going to put on a little bit of harp music to make that transition think about what might be possible for you how you will make your connections so take a minute take a breath and let's enter the possible this is harp it's a debut debut 
Oh, and and I'm going to have to talk to uh, Paul about this. It's Do Arabesques for Harp by Heloise de and Endless. I hope I've done something sort of correct on that pronunciation. Um, so let's get uh, listen to that right now on Artsany Radio. folks thanks for listening to that beautiful harp music we've kind of made the transition i am going to jump on and have um paul or um eleanor tell me again the, the how you pronounce debut debussy debussy mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah. i've heard it heard it a couple different ways mm-hmm. and you mean like debussy yeah right exactly say <laughs> All right. (laughs) And this is the uh, two arabesques. And that was the first arabesque. And it was absolutely glorious. And I'm so excited, folks. We are talking about the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra that is this weekend. And this is only runs for one weekend. So folks are going to want to make sure to get this on your calendar. It's the Atmospheres concert. And it's going to premiere um, Timothy Mars, Where the Waters Run, a tome poem, for harp and orchestra featuring our wonderful harpist, mm-hmm. Eleanor Nemisto. And there'll be a couple other pieces on the, the play as well. Uh, but it's Saturday, the 4th of November at 3 p.m. at St. John's Lutheran Church in Northfield. And then Sunday, the 5th of November at 3 p.m. at Cathedral of Our Merciful Savior in Faribault. Tickets are available at the door, so you don't have to uh, worry about getting those in advance. Um, $15 general admission, $5 for children. And... 
the possibility of just coming if you have no funds for this. We want your ears and your soul in the in the room. Yes. So in the, I guess that opens it up. If you would like to give more, you can. That's a suggested. Or less. Or less. Either yeah. version <laughs> works for the, which is a nice flexibility that the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra offers. And um, I'm so excited. Paul's been on Art Zany Radio a lot, but this is the very first visit from Eleanor. So I'm thrilled to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And I would love to hear a little bit about um, your story. And um, I, I do want to start because this is... As I understand it, I hope I'm not giving away anything here, that this this is in celebration of, um, it's an honoring of your anniversary. It is. Uh, our anniversary, uh, actual, the date was last spring. And way last fall, more than a year ago, Paul said, we're coming up on a big event, a big milestone. What should we do to celebrate? I've got an idea. And he came up with this goofy idea to have something commissioned for the harp for me to play with his orchestra. So he got one of his um, longtime colleagues, Dr. Tim Marr, to um, write something for us. We had to dig around to get some grant money from the American Harp Society and from uh, Southeastern Minnesota Arts, Arts Council. Council. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, Arts Guild helped us get everything arranged. And the Cannon Valley Orchestra has been practicing it. And Tim has been writing it. I've been rehearsing it. And here we go. Yeah, that's so exciting to be able to, you know, present that. And I think the last time you were on when we were talking about September serenades, you mentioned that you had a specific request for the piece, that it be something that um, would be accessible, a piece for Mm -hmm. all harpists. So tell us about that wish. Well, there are two, two main ideas there. Number one is, you know... I'm, I didn't want to have to practice too hard. <laughs> I didn't want it to be so challenging that it would, you know, make me nervous and have to scramble to get it. So I told him it has to be easy enough for a high school, a good high school harvest to play, mm-hmm. and I will do my best, and um, hopefully it can be played again and again. Sometimes a new commission is so difficult and so challenging for the players and the audience that it's only played once. Yeah, you, that you, it would be better to hear it again and again. And yes. there's probably not a lot of orchestral music that features the harp as a soloist. At this true. level. Yeah, right. right. And so that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. a really great thing. Mm-hmm. And how did you connect with the harp, and, and why was that your instrument of choice? Well, <clears throat> the story in our family goes that when I was born, my father looked at his brand-new baby girl and said, oh, my goodness, that child has long fingers. I bet she'll play the harp. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, deemed to yes, be. Yes, exactly. He made, it, he made it happen. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and it's, that's not, um, I mean, it's a, it's a challenging instrument. It is. It, there's a lot of challenges. It's big, mm-hmm. hard to move. It's expensive. It's hard to tune. It's not as easy to play as it looks, but, you know, because there, there are a lot of things about it that are um, awkward. But it sounds so good. I mean, who everyone wants to play the harp, mm-hmm. I think. But. Well, yeah, it, it, it is such a, uh, a relaxing mm-hmm. and 
um, it just feels spiritual and it's engaging mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. kind of magical. And I think it's something exactly. that pulls you in. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so that's that's a delight. And tell us about this piece. It's called Where the Waters Run. Mm-hmm. What has your experience been in you know practicing it and, and, and learning and, and mm-hmm. putting it together? Mm-hmm. Well, this is called a tone poem, which is different from a standard concerto. A, a standard instrumental concerto has usually three big sections, a slow, a fast section, a slow, and a fast. It has a very prescribed um, shape and form. But a tone poem is more like a, a daydream. Mm. And it, it doesn't exactly tell a story, but it has a mood and has some different shape. You know, it just wanders around. Mm-hmm. The atmospheres. It, <laughs> yeah, that's why the concert is called Atmospheres. It, it is a... Um, a reflection. And so um, Tim walked around the valley, the Cannon Valley, and looked at the river, the Cannon River, and got his ideas directly from the nature of the river. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it starts very quiet and slow. And in in my mind, he didn't tell me this, but in my mind, the river is frozen. Mm. And it very gradually melts and starts to run. And then it starts to bubble and it flows and the um, the orchestra comes in and, and helps it move ahead. And then we have lots and lots of contrasting sections. There's some um, some industrious, it's called industrious, and it's boop, 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 boop. You can imagine the river uh, being involved with people, you mm-hmm. know, and people harnessing and using the power of the or river. Or the mill or... Mm-hmm. Our mill, mm-hmm. it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's also sections where it's dark and quiet and deep and mysterious. And, but there's lots and lots of flowing and f- rushing and bubbling. And at the very end, it's super quiet and it just bloop, 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 disappears. Ooh. And there is what sometimes is called an Easter egg. There's a little hidden thing for the audience to look for. Oh, I'm for. intrigued. Tell yes. me more. <clears throat> there's a hymn tune called... When peace like a river. I love that. That's the other piece I sent you an email this morning. You yeah. didn't get. I didn't like know. A bummer. Okay. okay, but people may know that because it's it's sung around this town uh, in right. many different ways, right. from elementary school to mm-hmm. churches and uh, Martin and, Luther King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tim hid it in in this piece. Oh, I'm glad you gave me that hint. It's in there somewhere. It's not real obvious, and it took me a while to find it, but. You can hear it okay. if you're paying attention, but it, it comes and goes pretty quickly. And so talk about, um, maybe give people kind of an intro to the harp you, you know, uh, as far as um, what we should be looking for, listening for. There are two sides mm-hmm. to it. So what's uh, just the real basics, what's the difference between each of the sides and, you know, how do you, uh, you know, the scale, how does that run? Mm-hmm. Is it like a piano? The harp is a little different from the piano. Well, a lot different, actually. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's an ancient instrument, basically you know, like a bow and arrow. It's strings on a piece of wood, mm-hmm. basically. And um, there's a sound box, which amplifies the sound of the strings vibrating. And the wooden shape you know, is a frame, which holds the strings taut. Um, I can pluck a string from either side, from either hand. The harp rests on my right shoulder. My right hand can play it from one side and the left hand from the other side. But the strings are in one line. 
Mm, it looks like two when you yeah. look at it. Well, there are some harps with two, two lines of strings, but not this one. Okay. <laughs> but each string has a potential of three different pitches. So, for example, the A string could be A flat, A natural, or A sharp, depending on where a pedal is, is notched. There's three notches on each pedal. There's seven pedals. Wow. So for every letter name of the musical alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, there is a pedal, which makes that line of strings flat, natural, or sharp. And that's one of the special features about the harp is that I can duplicate some pitches, which most instruments don't do. Right. I can play E sharp and F. Those are different strings. I can play B sharp and C, and those are different strings. I can play a whole tone scale, which has no half steps. Um, and I, I mentioned that to, to Tim, and he put in a whole section of just whole tone scales. Of course he did. <laughs> um, when we were talking from the beginning... He said, I don't write much for harp. I don't understand it. It's mysterious. And most composers are like, they're daunted by the challenges, the technical challenges, Mm -hmm. the pedals, and the fact that you pluck a string. It rings forever. It does not stop itself. Um, So, but I said, don't don't pay attention to those things. Think about the most beautiful parts of the harp, the resonance. Yes. Lots and lots of overtones, the deep sound of the low strings, the twinkly sound of the high strings, um, the chance to make some unusual scales, because any string can have any pitch, you know, any of the three pitches. So, um, And then, of course, things like glissandos, which is the sliding up and down, the, the hand sliding up and down on all the strings. Um, and he threw in a couple of other things, just a knocking on the on the soundboard, just kind of a big thump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a single one. Bump. Yeah. And then um, I can stop some strings to make what's called a xylophone sound. Mm-hmm. It's kind of boop, 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 boop. Um, And also a big slap on the bottom of the strings. It's quite dramatic. It's, oh. kind of, it's just a big boom. But it's it's kind of fun. I really appreciate that that uh-huh. in, you know the intricacies of that because I I actually didn't realize all, mm. all of those details mm. in the harp, and mm. so mm. that's going to be another highlight to, in you know seeing this concert. Yes. And I got to ask you, Paul, does that put a lot of pressure on you? Your wife is the featured soloist in this piece, and it's your orchestra. How are you? How are you feeling about that? Well, it's not the fact that Eleanor is uh, participating. I also, I also you know, of course, I want to do well by her, mm-hmm. but. But, uh, you know, Tim did write some uh, uh, irregular rhythmic features, and there's some uh, uh, there's some things he wrote which the players are also kind of scratching their heads about because sort of things are not lined up where they're supposed to be. It's a little bit it's a little bit uh, unsettled in some places, and okay. that, and the problem for me is to keep track of it. Mm. because it doesn't fall into a logical order so you have to be ready for the anomalies and uh, I mean it works it's it's very nice but you just have to, I just have to be I'm a conductor in training for this to make sure I get it right <laughs> it's technical yeah also but you know how water is so random right it could be streams and bubbles and you know rocks and you know all kinds of things so it isn't it isn't just a steady march or a dance yeah it's very 
skittery. Where they would play and, and sort of this, the, the yeah. same pattern is just played with it mm-hmm. over and over. Played this, with. That's played good. With. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And probably every possible meter is in there. There's 7, 8, and 6, 4, and Ooh. 3, 8. Two, seven, eight, eight, four, yes. They keep changing every very quickly. The meters change, so he has to be on the ball to make sure the orchestra can see what's coming up. Quick meter changes, tempo changes, very right. And it's my job at this point because we've already rehearsed it, is just to reinforce what they already figure is going on well right and for and, people who, who don't read music that means that the bottom note says how many beats per measure right mm-hmm. and the top is uh which which note has the whole let's see if i remember that correctly uh something oh yeah the number of yeah the, the number of beats in, and what the beat values are yeah, yeah exactly there's a there's a story to this story as a background story before we ever even thought about the uh, the commission that i wanted to mention because it's i think it's important um when when I retired from all of you know how it is your finances all su- suddenly change you're in, <laughs> you're in a position where they're all you have some investments that all of a sudden are are, are at your are at, sort of waiting for you to decide what to do with and uh, some income is gone but there's some other income and so this it all changes and we realized that um, it might be a good time to do something that Eleanor has been talking about for about fifteen years which is to get a new harp. So uh, we got a big, grand, uh, monster concert (laughs) harp that weighs about a hundred pounds and uh, it does not puts our puts our backs out now. (laughs) Just as we get a little older, we got a new yeah right. Good timing (laughs) on that. Anyway, we 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 used the harp in a concert about four or five years ago, I think it was. and we just we just brought it uh, brought it to the to the concert to play along with the orchestral music we were doing. And in the course of talking about things, I talked about the fact that this was a new harp, and that uh, we were we were proud and pleased to have it and we contributed to music making in in Northfield. And several of the players came up to me after, we want to hear this harp. We want we want to oh. hear you play the harp. As a solo instrument with us, can we do that? And uh, so we thought, hmm, well, we could go and revive some of the old pieces that we've done before. We, she's played solo with us before. But then the other the occasion of the 50th came into mind, and it all clicked. And that's sort of where the seed is for the whole idea. Well, it is a brilliant idea, and we are going to be absolutely thrilled to be able to hear this concert this is a world premiere of this piece where the waters run it's not been performed anywhere so uh, that's exciting mm-hmm. to be a part of that and it's it's a feature of of the entire concert because there's more music it's called atmospheres so tell us a little uh, sneak preview of the other pieces that'll be there i would doing a piece called invitation to dance by carl maria von weber he's a kind of a contemporary of uh, mozart and he wrote this piece uh, for piano, but the very famous uh, orchestral composer Hector Berlioz re-scored it for orchestra, and, it's, and it has a it has a theme and has a story to it about a couple and a dance, the introduction to the dance and their courtship. And, and there's little episodes in each one, and they all have names. So it's it's a real what you call a program piece. There's a mm-hmm. story behind it. We're also doing the Schumann uh, Fourth Symphony, which is a very, uh, it's a 
early romantic piece which has reflections reflections of Schubert and Beethoven and Mozart in it all through. Uh, he was a very uh, derivative composer, Schumann. He he was aware of his contemporaries. He had his own style too, and it's just a nice, warm. I call it uh, sepia brown symphony. <laughs> um, and uh, and then the, the 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 concerto is is in the middle of it. And by the way, um, there has been a lot of interest from the harp community. The American Harp Society has published. Uh, an article that Eleanor wrote about it in the National Magazine, and uh, the word is out among harpists within driving distance from the cities in, uh, in Wisconsin and Iowa, and we don't really know how many guest listeners there are going to be coming to hear this very unusual event. That's kind of exciting to have mm-hmm. that featured, and yes. uh, you know, tell us about the, the article you wrote and, and uh, what what was your angle to people who actually are professional harp players. Well, I wanted my friends and colleagues to know that this um, new piece is coming up because it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. We just don't get enough things that are playable with a community orchestra. And um, everyone's always, you know, on the lookout for something for themselves or their students, so they'll be checking it out. Yeah, let's talk about students because, uh, you know, it's not an instrument that you uh, would, you know, if, you, if you're, I, I remember being, uh, taking the music test in fifth grade to decide which mm-hmm. instrument you're going to play. It's mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's not offered, right? And It's and, not offered. It's not a shame. Yeah, right. I know. It feels I like know. they they have various versions of harps. They don't all have to be the 100-pound one you have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe smaller versions. Sure, yes. Um Harp is not very convenient for school music. I mean, there are some there are some schools that have huge programs. There's a school in Iowa that has a big harp program. I think there's a school district in Wisconsin, and I know that in the West Coast and in New Jersey, there I've, I know of some other programs. So, um, but it takes a big determination and usually a big school district mm-hmm. because it's expensive and <laughs> you need a specialized teacher. Sure, right, because not everybody is uh, versed in mm-hmm. in how to mm-hmm. teach that. And you've done some teaching. I have. I, I, t- I taught at Saint Olaf for quite a few years, twenty five or so. That's and, quite a few. Yeah, and I'm still teaching at Carleton. Um, there's a few harp students kind of come and go. So some are beginners, and some have come come from high school programs. Uh, I also teach Suzuki harp, which is intended for younger people to train them and I also teach um what we call adult advocators you know adult beginners who are amateur in the sense that they love playing an instrument and are eager to keep their brains moving on it and they're just just enchanted by the harp and want to know how it works and how to make it pretty Mm -hmm. how to to actually play something you have no idea how many times I've always wanted to play the harp you know so there's that that's yeah. exciting, and yeah, and um, folks could find out more about that. How can they get in touch with you if you have listeners out there say, "I'm one of those who's always <laughs> wanted to play the harp." Um, Do you, uh, probably through Carlton. Okay, I have an email address through Carlton. Perfect. Or you can just talk to Paul. He knows yeah. everybody too, and he he'll get you get you hooked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through the through the guild, our arts guild, they will have a CVRO link. And- any message would come to me. That would be uh, an incredible thing, because and I think it's it's good to feature different instruments, and it's fun to as a, a listener to hear something that that you don't often mm-hmm. hear. 
and uh, tell me about the the rehearsals with with the the orchestra and how they're feeling about. Uh, have you had the chance to have it played through with everybody? I assume by by this point you would. Yeah, we 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 just barely have managed to yeah. see, have the <laughs> truth on that. Okay. But, uh, but Tim Tim was with us a couple of weeks ago just to sort of listen around, and he was encouraged by where we were headed, and we had we had some work to do at that point, but uh, it's not wickedly difficult for the orchestra. It's also intended for um, advanced high school or college players, so they're not. There's nothing there for them that is uh, in the virtuoso variety. However, they are artistically challenging just to make something nice of them. And I suspect they also want to do well for the two of you who have supported the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra in numerous ways and made this a possible thing in our yeah. community. They always want to do well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else we need to know about the concert? It is happening this weekend, just those two days, Saturday the 4th at 3 at St. John's Lutheran Church in Northfield, and Sunday the 5th at 3 p.m. at the Cathedral of Our Merciful Savior in Faribault. Tickets at the door, so you don't have to get those in advance. Yeah. And it's I, I love going to these concerts. It's just like this respite from the world, and mm-hmm. you get just to, to immerse yourself in some glorious music, and it's nothing like it it's it's important to have live music north northfield has been very supportive of the canon or valley orchestra you know it's it's not the saint paul chamber orchestra it's not a professional high caliber group but it's your friends and neighbors and we have lots of uh community members that come and enjoy themselves and they they are very supportive of of their friends and they're very talented i i'm always (laughs) impressed right that that you have uh, people from all over who come to join you the regional aspect of Mm -hmm. of their orchestra yes one note is we have uh rather copious notes in the hand programs they're they're very detailed and uh, there's one little surprise in the uh, invitation to dance by von weber Mm. and i won't uh i won't discuss it here but i'm encouraging everybody who comes to please read the program notes before the concert. I always like to come a little early so I can do that. So that the audience behaves appropriately. So we have an Easter egg in Where the Waters Run and then that surprise. Mm -hmm. At the end of the the dance uh, invitation. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for both of you for coming in, Paul Nemisto and Eleanor Nemisto, who will be at the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra concert. It's been a pleasure. I'm just so excited and happy anniversary, even though it's <laughs> a little you. bit late. <laughs> thank you. It's a great way to celebrate, and yes. it's wonderful that you've invited us to be a part of that celebration. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Well, folks, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, and what a great big show we've had. You can get all the details, northfieldartskill.com org if you want to know anything about that or you want to learn how you can participate or take on something that you've always dreamed of doing you've been listening to art zany and i want to remind you don't forget to add some art zany to your life and of course in the meantime until next time enjoy your imagination you've been listening to art zany Radio for the Imagination with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault.
Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. 